You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. Bill right. Gardner, I, I, I think I'm in Wichita. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> we got, as you can see, we've got a fourth today. We've got Bill Gardner back. He's the founder of Logo Lounge and the owner of Gardner Design. Welcome back, Bill. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Cool of you to have we me more than once. Yeah. We, how many years have we been doing this now? Feels God, like maybe I think it might five? be four. Yeah, four. Or I'm going to cut my. I'm going to cut my arm off and count the rings and see how many. <laughs> four, five, six, seven. Eight. Oh wow! Yeah, right. Well, we know our listeners love this show because um, we've been we've been hitting a lot of the web design trends or web design topics lately, and we know not all of our listeners are. Uh, it's not everyone's bag. So, but I think all graphic designers can latch on to logos. It's a fun thing to discuss. So, yeah, always good to have you back. Um, and before yeah. we, we get, do we want on... to go ahead and just have everybody who's not really into logos go ahead and kind of uh, sign off now? Anybody who <laughs> yeah. really isn't interested, you're not wanted anyway. This isn't yeah. this isn't going to be a good episode. We're not going to share anything <laughs> really critical to your life. Just you know, uh... right? No, if if you hate logos, Bill's right. This is not the show for you. So, and if you hate trends, uh, again, not the show for you. <laughs> hey, you so, know what? Uh, it's going to be fun though, right? It always is. We always enjoy this episode. I, lo- I look forward to it every year. Um, even though I've kind of phased logos out a little bit of what I do, it's still still super interesting to me. Yeah, totally. And it's a good barometer of where we're going as a society, I think. Definitely. It, you know? That, that's what we're doing. Yeah, the little temperature take. <sighs> yep. But bef- and before we uh, get on with the show, we have some important business, and that's to talk up our buddies at FreshBooks. We love FreshBooks. Um, you know, they just make it really easy to send out really branded invoices, uh, get organized, and most importantly, to get you paid quickly. Um, you know, they've, they've redesigned the whole interface. We've talked about that. Um, basically, really designed around the way that designers work. Um, we've been using it for a while now, and it's super designer-friendly, really intuitive interface. It makes invoicing seem sexy. We love that. Right, Mikkel? I love that. <laughs> and uh, you know now, the best thing is you can immediately dis- to her for the sexy part. <laughs> she's our so she's our resident one on the show. the eye candy of the show. She's our resident okay, eye candy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Come on. So, <laughs> and with literally two clicks, you can set yourself up with FreshBooks online payments and end up with money in your pocket sooner. Uh, the great stat is with FreshBooks payments, over sixty percent of your invoices are paid within one day. Um, I can attest to this. I've been doing it recently. Uh, you send it out. You just get paid quickly because it makes it easy for them to pay. And that's what you want. Um, and they got a new notification center. It's like your personal assistant. You can always know what's changed in your business since you last logged in, what needs to be dealt with, what's outstanding, what's been paid, overdue invoices, all that good stuff. Um, and mobile expenses, which is cool. You can take pictures of receipts on your phone using the FreshBooks mobile app and you know it saves those receipts when you're when it's time to claim expenses come tax time makes it a bunch a whole lot easier and of course we love their support 
They pick up in three rings or less on the phone. And we've arranged for a 30-day unrestricted free trial. Just go to freshbooks.com slash deeplygraphic and enter deeply graphic design in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, that's a free 30-day unrestricted trial for our listeners only. Go to freshbooks.com slash deeplygraphic and enter deeply graphic design in the How Did You Hear About Us section. All right. Cool. So, Bill, we've got a... Yeah. We've got some logo trends to talk about here. We do. And, you know, yeah. this was kind of a unique year from a perspective of it was um, it's intriguing because we ended up finding some kind of methodology, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of mechanical aspects of the way that people are working with uh, logos. You know, so when we start talking about trends, it's real easy for you to kind of go, OK, is it because we're doing mustaches this year or avocados <laughs> or yeah. walls or, you know, what, you know, but but that's not really so much the dive that we go into uh, on the trends. And uh, three of the things that we ended up kind of pulling out this year, we were kind of going, wow, this is really kind of technical from a perspective of, you know, designers of logos are going to get this. The rest of the world might look at it and going to go, oh, I don't, I'm not sure hmm. I totally see it. And mm-hmm. um, uh, one of them was uh, that as a designer, one of these kind of rites of passage and one of the things that you can kind of look at a portfolio and tell how uh, advanced a designer might be is when they do something called a line break in a logo, uh, which mm-hmm. is where you have a couple of lines or elements that cross over each other, where they knock out a little portion of a line where it crosses over another line, mm-hmm. which is a very graphic way of saying, okay, we've got two different surfaces kind of running here, you know, or, or layers. we've got a crossover. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And one of the things that we started really seeing this year was people that weren't knocking that out, but were basically coming in there and laying down a shadow. Yeah, instead of butting it together, you know, and you're kind of going, well, okay, it's just a grid, they would start to lay shadows into it. And uh, we ended up referring to that as uh, shadow breaks. But it was amazing. Once you started seeing this, you you know, some people put these really broad shadows in. Some put really tight shadow. And maybe it wasn't even with a gradation. It may just Just be a darker color. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I realized how nerdy we are. As designers, it's one of those things where if if I were to find myself in a dinner party or, you know, somebody who was in the industry trying to explain this, you guys get that, but they'd be going, uh, you, you do what right. again? This is what, it's like, this, this is what you guys talk about? Well, that's why we get the big bucks, exactly. you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, one, one of the other ones that uh, uh, was kind of happening this year was this fades, this idea of... Uh, an image kind of fading out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, you know, and all of these kind of go against those rules that uh, everybody thought that they grew up with in regards to design about logos needing to be black and white or one color or two color at the best. Mm, and No gradients. You know, uh, no yeah. gradations. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think we've learned that we're no longer in a CMYK environment. We're in an RGB world. And, it, you know, RGB lets us do anything, and so does CMYK, frankly, anymore. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot more sure. gradations. Um, I'm not saying I love gradations, but you, yeah. know, but you can't deny I'm not loving this trend, looking at the – and we should say for anyone who's listening along, yep. you should go to uh, logolounge.com to follow along with the 2017 trend report. Um, yeah. I can imagine it's probably hard to – Listen to hear what we're talking about, but and if you're driving, you know, put the report down and listen later. But 
imagine the most amazing thing you've ever seen. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so you say I you are digging I, that one. I like the first one. I like the shadows. This yep. this yep. fades one. I'm not digging too much, but yep. I, I would almost bet hey, the uh, shadow thing came from. Yeah. I remember seeing this first in a lot of hand lettering examples that you would yeah. see. And when people would have a loop overlapping, they wanted yeah. to show the dimension, the layer. And how funny that months, maybe a year later, all of a sudden this started being in every lo- – and I, I think I've even like been influenced enough by this to see like maybe that might be something to try. It's funny where yeah. I think it mm-hmm. kind of came in that – maybe in that kind of progression. It does, you know, and, and Nick, you, I mean, you just nailed a really important point, which is that honestly, um, <laughs> and, and I don't want to make, cause I know that we're talking to logo designers, but I don't want a bunch of logo designers feeling, um, uh, poorly about themselves based off of this comment, <laughs> but we look to a lot of other industries and we look to a lot of other areas to draw those elements that really start to manifest themselves in identity design. Yeah. So, you know, your comment about uh, uh, this being something from like script, you know, some of the model line kind of script fonts that have come out over the last several oh years, God, yeah, you know, crazy. a lot of them, you know, work in with those little shadows in them. You're absolutely right. You know, or it's something that, um, uh, uh, interface designers or, mm-hmm. you know, they, they may develop something as part of an icon and as logo designers, we go, yeah, we could use that. I know. We, we can steal that. <laughs> we can, you know, so uh, yeah, we, we take them from other people. Yeah. One, one of the things that, uh, you, you just commented on, uh, for a second there, Wes, was that you weren't really that fond of fades. It's important that I kind of bring in at this point that honestly, I don't love all the stuff I report. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. And the, the, that's why I felt comfortable really, saying it. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, and I appreciate that because this is kind of like, we take a look at the industry and we're going, here's what we're seeing. It's not mm-hmm. that we're saying this is good or it's bad, you know, or that we want you to emulate it. Cause yeah. we don't, but what we really want yeah. people to do is to take these ideas and kind of evolve them forward. So oh. if, you look at fades and you, you're kind of going, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm really digging this idea of something kind of fading off into the background, you know, of, or rising up out of mm-hmm. the background. Maybe that's something that carries across to some other aspect of design, or yeah. maybe you find some other way for it to lift out. Maybe it's in, you know, uh, segmented gradations or something like that. I would also, also say yeah. too, I think not a fan either, but I would applaud someone who used this in the right way that it was appropriate for, the communication of that brand and who they are and maybe something that they did. I mean, you got website reveal in there. Yeah. And if that is the whole idea that there's this reveal and you're using the gradations to imp- put the impact of that, what you've put into uh, kind of agreeing with the client, it should have this yeah, reveal. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, it, then it's successful. Like you can't just plug yeah, yeah. and play these trends into anything. And I, and I love like the first time no. I think we talked with, or the first time I came on when and Bill was sure. on, we talked about, Trends, like, there's so much to take from here and learn. It's not to take and copy. It's to take and learn and yeah. go, wow, if yeah. that trend really was successful because it talked exactly about what that logo should be, then you've, you've mm-hmm. killed it. You're, that's the success, not I found, I found or made a trend. You know, mm-hmm. a, right. a, a, a comment based off of that is that, um, and, and you folks have all hired designers before or worked with other designers, and one of the things that you tend to discover is that we all have a group of tools that we rely on. Mm-hmm. Some of us have a really big toolkit <laughs> and some of mm-hmm. us have a hammer, you know, <laughs> and uh, they're 
you tend to find that uh, students, especially that are just coming out of school and really getting into the profession, that they've got a couple of tricks that they tend to rely on. Yeah. You know, it's you know, yeah, <laughs> they they they've mastered them, and think about what we're discussing amongst these trends as being those tools. You can't just rely on something because it's the only tool you've got. <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes you have to acquire other tools. So, you know, you really do have to make sure that whatever the trend is that you're looking at here, that you're making sure that it applies to the client that you're applying it to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I, I yeah. think students, students might be at a little disadvantage too because they see so much. So they become those one or two trick ponies, like you said. They have that exactly. go-to tactic or that go-to element that they add because of they, they see so much and they haven't really worked so much yet. So I see yep. that a lot with them too. And trying to like, maybe sometimes even say, don't look at these, these, this yeah. influence so much and find the solution that is yours and, and is it more subconsciously got, can over guide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what, yep, that's, totally a, that's the best takeaway from your collection of this stuff. I feel is that I, I think each and every year I look to these more as like, we always say what not to do, but, also, too, what to do, what to, when you see mm -hmm. a real successful one that I feel works really well. Um, Why it applies exactly. so well. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, that's that where, study that's component where the inspiration is comes from for great. me. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I, not blind I, inspiration. Totally. I, I mentioned to you guys uh, right before we started this podcast that I'd been immersed in this for uh, just a little while. And um, <laughs> I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say just to kind of uh, play your point out there, Nick, is that uh, we just ended up uh, releasing, I think just this last month, um, on uh, LinkedIn Learning, or uh, which is the old, old Linda.com. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, a, a piece that's called uh, trends, Logo Trend Spotting. And what it's doing is it kind of goes back into the way that we go about identification of trends and that, you know, you as an individual can start to kind of see trends evolving out of things. And it's so it's totally different, if you will, than here's a trend report. It really is about the mechanics of how you as an individual can start to locate the trends. Mm -hmm. So might be worth people checking out. Yeah, definitely. That's on lynda.com lynda.com or linkedin learning either one and okay uh, mm -hmm. put in put well, in logo lounge or bill gardner or something like that and uh okay and it'll all pop up and it'll help me put my daughter through school <laughs> <There you> <laughs> that's the name of the game all the crass commercialism <laughs> over with <laughs> all right cool so the next one we got here is uh rising color yeah and you know and this is another one of the, this is probably the uh, one trend in here that is the hardest to kind of go, yeah, is that really a trend or it's the, you know, it's very, it's the minutiae again. And mm. uh, that's this idea of, you know, we talked about the shadow break or a line break, but another way of allowing one surface to pass over another without it just becoming a mess and people not mm -hmm. being able to discern what's occurring. Uh, you've got to build that level of visual separation in mm -hmm. there. And it's just basically taking a gradation, if you will, and kind of yeah. running it backwards along the line so that yeah. by the time it passes over itself, you have enough shift in the color that you can start to pick out levels and, yeah. uh, you know, that, uh, I'm that loving some of the axis. trend naming that you came up with. Well, I was going to say the naming of this purposes. one really, really helps you because yeah. if I looked at it right yeah. now, I'd say, Oh, it's a gradation, but 
you're right. The name yes, of it tells me distinct. that you're creating depth. You're creating levels, uh, sure. a starting point and a be and an end point. You know, which is kind of cool. I love uh, a few of these where it just shows the depth involved in the layer. So again, if I look to this and say, if I need to, sh if a client wants to see transition or depth or something of time, this is a great way to. And that's what it's about. This is a great yeah. way to incorporate it mm -hmm. into. And it's not like you're going to copy that D exactly. What you're going to do is look at this and go, how do I, how do I match what the client wants? Here's a here's a great you example. Know, and and Michaela, I mean, you, you commented on the names, and I I, I appreciate that. But uh, honestly, I'm getting <laughs> running out of them. I'm feeling like, yeah, I've, guys, I've been doing this for 15 years. So I, yeah, you know, no, times 15 I, times. I'm impressed with that in that respect as well. <laughs> These could all be you and the guys that name all the paint colors at Sherwin Williams need to get together. <laughs> <laughs> Brainstorm. Yeah. Totally. Oh, have you guys, by the way, seen the uh, thing? You'll need to look this up, but uh, the computer that has tried to name yes. colors. I love yep. that. The AI, the, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yep. Loved it. Uh, but, They're getting better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my, uh, my daughter sent me a couple of the names and said, don't paint my room in this while I'm off at school. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, pretty soon you'll he, be able to get robots to do half this for you. It'll be yeah. nice. If the robots would paint the room, exactly. <laughs> that, then you've got something that, figured out. And can guarantee a, a, a harmony yeah. and a yeah, and everything you want. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that in a second. I like that idea. Um, so, so yeah, the, the, the whole I have a idea, question about uh, this. Yeah. yeah, about rising color in particular. It looks like it's all kind of tone on tone at this point. It is does. that part of the trend as well? So if it were like a rainbow hue, that wouldn't really fit this. Yeah, and it also trend, has or? to just be done in orange. <laughs> if you're looking i assume that was an accident yeah no it, it was it was one of those things but um if you actually take a look back uh at uh last year's i think there's one called chroma coaster that we had used that it's kind of like in in some ways it relays relates to this but in other ways it really doesn't uh but uh, much more broad gradations it doesn't have to be a single, um, uh, if you will, just a color with the valuation going on in there. Mm -hmm. It it could be multiple, but by being a single valuation, I think it, or by being a single color, I think what it does is it pulls um, a little bit of the demand off of you. Of we're not really talking about broad variety here as much as we are talking about one thing moving from point A to point B. It spotlights you know, it a little bit better, doesn't it? Yep, it does. Yeah, so. Cool. But again, you guys figure out what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I'm just reporting. <laughs> right, right. I just wanted to know if this, if this was kind of, if this is, was the trend that you're seeing a lot of tone on tone gradation versus like the rainbow spectrum kind of gradation. So yeah. but it sounds like you've answered It just that. works better yeah. when it seems to be a dark, dark, dark orange red to a bright, bright, bright orange. Yeah. Because it's in the yep. same family and it means so, yep. but like, yeah, I, I'd love to, i love to take this into some other concepts in the next few months. Uh, it's a cool looking idea. Which could. Yeah, for sure. And so far I'm, I'm sensing a theme here, which is gradients. <laughs> well, and, a little bit. yeah. And, and then we move away and from that. that's about to be now broken. We're gonna yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to get out of there. Um, and, uh, that, that's, so I'm terrible at that... spotting trends cause I spot the trend and then it's like, nope, it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we're going to move on Wes. No, you know, no. So what's going on is that, uh, there is a, uh, kind of a continuation of this, uh, austere simplicity that we started to identify really last year. But I, I think it's relatively fair to say that the pendulum reached its full arc 
yeah. last year. Yeah. And that it's starting to swing back in now. Um, you know, I think we got about as austere as we could. There was a huge amount of uh, what looked like Swiss type or, you know, Helvetica and Futura and Universe. Uh, that that was it. And that was the word mark. And that was the full identification or, you know, the art center using, you know, continuing with their circle yeah. as does USA Today, as does Planet Green, as, the, you know, uh, almost, you know, yeah. almost that we, full the whole pendulum swing on simplicity. How much more simple can you get than just a circle? It's and now exactly, it's like you know, it's slow. <laughs> it feels like it's coming back. Like these are great examples of showing what I th- I thought the minimal thing that was happening back when like Google and other people kind of switched was all of a sudden now we're like, hey, we gotta inject a little personality back into these things. You know, it's either that Nick or it's the fact that uh, we have totally there's, used up the cupboard n- full of incredibly simple yeah. elements and there's nothing else left. <laughs> You're right. You know, <laughs> I went to the cupboard and there's nothing left. Yeah. You know, Mass owns this triangle and uh, but, let's but see. Look at the H&R Z- Block owns a square. Look at the Zendek one. Like that to me is a great example yeah. of, yeah, it's just a triangle and two half circles, but it has created yeah. a story and it talks to the brand a little bit more. So I feel like people are – there's a challenge has been brought back, brought back into this minimal thing, and now I'm starting to feel like they actually do say something mm-hmm. uh, rather than just being so blank in a lot of ways, which was yep. what we saw when the trend really kind of hit. You know, well, or mm-hmm. even, you know, um, uh, so last year, one of the ones that we had reported on was uh, circles. Um, and it wasn't just a circle, but I mean, there were a lot of people that were using a circle, but they were overlapping it. And they were, you know, I mean, you could almost have put MasterCard back into that group, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but it's I and mean, it's coming up later. But these are almost I don't know if you guys remember, there was a, uh, a toy that was come up with uh, years ago that has continued in marketing purposes called Color Forms. Oh, yeah, that's, how, um, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. The original version of Color Forms was a, uh, a couple found out that vinyl sticks to vinyl and they cut out a bunch of circles and squares and diamonds. And yeah. Kids could take them and they could put them together kind of like tanagrams, you know, to design yeah. something with these geometric shapes, these basics. And that's kind of what's. How do we head the roof here. in the eighties? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's all we, we had. <laughs> we actually talked about uh, the color forms at the uh, How Design Conference this year when we uh, did these, and we we did a funny little video. We pulled in, we pulled an old uh, color forms commercial that had been done like at uh, I don't know nineteen sixty, and we ended up doing Saul and Paul play with shapes, and we <laughs> we came up with our own little Saul Bass and Paul Rand, nice. uh, you know, version oh, of color forms. I love Saul commercial. Bass. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, if, if you think about it, uh, the, these really basic components and shapes are getting back to the heart of, uh, a lot of the original design work that oh, they yeah. were doing, yeah. uh, you know, when mm-hmm. identity was first coming out, you know, you were so heavily reliant on these, uh, this strong geometry. And I think that, you know, uh, you look at that Zendesk and it's basically a square and a circle. You cut the square in half, you got two triangles, you cut the circle in half and you got a couple of half circles. How many other, you know, iterations and variations of logos could you craft with those components? Mm-hmm. And the answer is a lot, you know, it's, you know, mm-hmm. even with those four simple components that you've got there, uh, you know, remix and rematch, you could play with those all day before you came up with that particular design that's right there. And, uh, uh, People are understanding that what that's telling the consumer is that uh, 
this isn't complex, especially when you start dealing with technology, that this is not complex. We've simplified We're your friend. It, yeah. You're going to be able to understand this. You're, you know, we aren't, we aren't, you aren't going to have to update this app every, you know, three weeks. This is, you know, and it really is kind of trying to convey this simplicity to the consumer so that they feel like, okay, I can grasp onto this. It's not too heavy. Right. Right. That's a great way to look it at works. it. It totally looks, like, totally looks like you could have gotten out your construction paper and safety scissors and just mm-hmm. cut shapes out. And can't wait you know, to see, like, I, I predict this, this is going to maybe turn into that, like more uh, skeuomorphism, <laughs> like make you know, it actually look like cut out paper. Well, I, did, I don't know if you guys saw, I think it just Hadn't was released that, today. Yep. The Sci Fi Channel just redid theirs. And yep. they took a very, very similar approach with almost looks like the taxi, uh, the New York NYC taxi font that was used. Yeah. And it they stacked. They just stacked the S Y F Y, and it's it kind of goes into this zone where hey, it's going to be easy recognizable from far away, but it has a bit of something customized to it, so it isn't just a square or a circle or a triangle. They've yeah, they've and if, taken and if you it. look at that, they've got some kind of and, and I don't I want to call them ligatures, but they're not because it's not the the connections between the letters, but uh, it's basically built out of a series of rectangles, yeah, if you will, yeah. that have some connect connecting kind of uh, ligature tissue in them. And, uh, hmm. uh, but there, you know, you're right. It, it gives that essence of pure simplicity, yeah. but at the same time, it, it very much speaks to a period of time where that kind of letter form, you know, was associated with sci-fi or science fiction. And the yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. What, the, I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the original, same here. the logo that they're just replacing. Oh yeah. And that, but that's uh, a, the one thing I wanted, I, I, when I saw it this morning, I definitely wanted to ask you a little bit about your take on that is. I, I'm blown away with how fast companies are rebranding. Oh yeah, and and especially if you're good in ones network. and good and the networks yeah. are going nuts. Like it's like yeah. you know, like I'm I'm waiting for Spike to to redesign theirs. In I know <laughs> like, the networks in particular, but like when, yeah. when, every three years. What do you feel about that? I mean, like yeah, they might understand their demographic faster than most people and know how, why they have to change. But like, doesn't they, don't they risk losing? what they've built so much on. And then all of a sudden, like if they keep doing this, are, are people just going to be, that's like the most competitive market right now. I mean, we have so many networks and channels to choose from. I would think people would want a little more um, staying power. Yeah. Yeah. So, gosh, you just opened up this big ass can of worms. Uh, there's, there, there's, yeah, there's, there's so much to talk about in there. Um, I will tell you that probably uh, one of the most evident uh, manifestations of uh, new management at a network anymore is a new identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't because yeah. they need it; it's because they've got new management. Um, now, that that being said, um, you're right. Uh, especially with networks, there uh, is this very evident uh, immediacy with which they're willing to change. Um, but I think that uh, if you think about it, uh, people people program themselves into those programs that are on a network, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I'm attached to this show which right. is on sci-fi. It doesn't matter what That's your logo point. is. That's a good point. You know, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to... The addiction is there regardless. Yep. It's exactly. The the other thing that uh, you've got to keep in mind that is especially tempting for networks is that uh, really if you did an audit of all the different ways that an identity is used for a company, a corporation, an entity, an organization, and you're thinking, God, we're going to have to change out signage and all of our print material and yada, yada, Mm -hmm. yada. Okay, well, what are you changing out on air? Screens. Exactly. You know, it's, it's easier. It's, so, to, well, it's the way an yeah, app yeah. can update overnight with a whole new branding. 
and exactly. it's delivered to every user overnight. And you're right, like you do a store yep. or a major retailer, like, yep. oh man, I can't wait to see what Amazon does with uh, Whole Foods. We'll talk about that later. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're right, it's, but, it's, an easy roll, it's an easy rollout. Yeah, your cost yeah. your cost barriers aren't there. So, uh, yeah, cool. I want to read, and you want you want to believe in an identity is really created in such a way that it serves as a foundation stone for a company or that entity that uh, really, uh, you know, you. And I, I always hate to go back to Coca-Cola script, but it's an easy pick on something like this. That you know, the cans that they came out with this summer look different than the cans they came out with last summer and the one before that. Yeah, the script logo is still the same. Of course, you know, but. But you change out that visual vocabulary that hangs with it so that uh, that's really what you look at. And I think that more networks are not even changing out the visual vocabulary. They're just kind of going, yeah, okay, well, next page. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's, yeah. let's go ahead and do an entirely new logo along with this visual vocabulary. Yeah. And I think with in the case of networks, so many times lately I've noticed a shift in their programming. Like they want to yeah. go for a new kind of oh, yeah. vibe. Like uh, Bravo just redid theirs um, from kind of quirky and funny to kind of more upscale, like they're Mm -hmm. going after that, like hoity-toity, Real Housewives kind of demographic. So it's a little more, I think they do it for that reason too. Oh, it's change of programming. Let's also be... Yeah. yeah. Let's also be honest. If you go back to, um, if you go to any of the the major networks, uh, whether analog or digital, um, you know they they aren't changing their identities. That's a great point. Fox, they are, ABC, uh, they, NBC. They're they're updating um, uh, maybe the Surface. Yeah. You know, much in the same way that Apple updates the Surface of the Apple. You know, uh, yeah. but we're not really changing the foundation in there. Yeah. It's just an update, That's a good point. So. That's a really good sure. point. Sure. These damn cable yeah. companies. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Whipper snapper up starts. Pick an identity, yeah. damn it. <laughs> Seriously. Although it's more work for all the designers out there, I guess. And, the, yeah. yeah. Those, those prices Job keep, security. keep changing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so kind of, right. kind of adding on top of uh, just those simple geometry uh, shapes, that simple overlays, I felt like as I started looking at these, I was going, God, you know, we were talking about transparencies, you know, uh, 15 years ago, you know, 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, we're back this transparency, but it's this idea of just this incredible simplicity of the overlay where it's pretty much unadulterated that it may just be two elements laid over the top of each other. Uh, again, back to the same basic ideas of simplicity. You know, it's, it's easy to understand. It's not going to be difficult. Um, you know, uh, MasterCard that, uh, frankly, just kind of went back to what they were when they were master charged to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, when Pentagram got rid of the kind of interlinking fingers uh, on that, um, you know, took us back in a way, but also took us to the future in a way. Because uh, you take a look at what MetLife did when they got rid of the dog and they killed off Snoopy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, a, a, a whole world that doesn't remember who Charlie Brown is or care. Yeah, you know, that right. doesn't know what Woodstock is outside of a concert they heard about. So, you know, <laughs> uh, getting rid of Snoopy and kind of going to this uh, overlap of the this is you and this is me. And we come together and look at the merger in between. Yeah. This is the value yeah. spot. Uh, so, I mean, don't need to pay any royalties on that. Well, isn't it interesting too, because it's like, then did you ever take them as a serious player? If they had this cartoon character, even if we knew who they were now, all their competitors seem more serious and real and MetLife was maybe suffering from that point too, where it's like our spokesperson is this cartoon character. 
I was, it was yeah, a great, you could, it was a great marriage. You could take that against the Geico Gecko or against mm-hmm. the half black and the duck or, yeah. I mean, but they've certainly, you know, built, uh, off of those by all means. But, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, Snoopy, I, I think he had just lost his generation. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie didn't do anything to help. <laughs> so that's true. Was there a movie? Pe- the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Peanuts yeah. one. Yeah. You know, what's cool. I've never, I've never been a Peanuts <sighs> fan, so I'm good riddance. Uh, I lo- there we go. It's I, out of here. I'm really happy to see like the MasterCard to me was when I remember seeing it, I know all of us designers had the quickest reaction to just go, are you kidding me? You know? Um, but what I love about um, sites like you guys and when you dissect the, or brand new or other blogs that show these new mm-hmm. designs, you get to see that the logo is just the starting point. There's so much after that, that mm-hmm. becomes the entire brand you know, exactly. And I was happy to see what everyone else laid out when they said, wait, don't just judge it just yet. Look at how we've rolled it out into everything else that they've done. And now what I I love is how they're incorporating it into their advertising and everything else. So we've got to be, it's that, it's like what Michael Beirut said about judging these brands for the long term, not for the next, the next morning. I think that's the best thing to look at when some of these rebrands come out, because we're so quick to want to just hate that someone got away with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two overlapping. What, what was his comment? Something <laughs> along the lines of uh, it's, "It's not, not a dive diving competition. It's you know, long distance. It's swim. a long distance swim." And uh, and and he's very truthful there. You know, the really brilliant thing that they did there that most people don't uh, give them credit for is for the first time they took the text of Mastercard, Master Charge, whatever you wanted to call it, out of that symbol. Yeah, so it used the, to be the centered, symbol right? Can be used on its well, yeah, and it was right, you know, in the middle of it. Now it can be utilized on its own. You kind of go back to Starbucks dropping the name Starbucks out of uh-huh. you know the donut. Um, you know, we've now we've got a symbol that uh, this is our symbol, uh, love it or leave it, with the name in it or without it in it, mm-hmm. and it starts mm-hmm. to have uh, more flexibility, more legs that it could be utilized yeah. on other properties, yeah. and it's just you know it makes sense. Hey, if a brand yeah. can build themselves to that identity where they can make that kind of a decision, more power to them. You know? Yeah, totally. Uh, that's what I think we it's all like. Everyone, for. everyone wants to get to the point where they just need a mark or like yeah. just a first name, like share. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like the swoosh. It's a brand at that point. Yeah, yeah. the swoosh or yeah. Target for that matter. I, I, that's why I always downtown love Seattle. When, it's just the symbol that's, on the building. I always love yeah. when, when a new client's like, "Oh, I, I want the oh, yeah. brand essence uh-huh. of a of a, the Apple packaging." I'm like, "You haven't even put a product out right. in the market just yet." Do you know how long it took for yeah. them to make? That box and Nick, it's it. real easy. You just take a piece of paper and you say, "Okay, here's what it's going to cost," and you write that number <laughs> down and you push yeah. it over in front of them. They kind of go, "I'm good. I'm yeah. good with them." No, good. yeah. I am so I'm... tired of client contacts saying, "Can you just make it look like Apple?" Oh, and also too, don't yeah. let's not yeah. forget that that box probably saying... costs about nine dollars, not eighty cents, which most boxes do. So, yeah, <laughs> that's a big True. part of the the budget. Uh, yeah. That thing's made like a brick. <laughs> On multi-centric, uh, you know, one of the things that happened uh, this year, and multi-centric kind of represents it, but it's not it, is stripes. Um, and and mm-hmm. we kind of talked in last year's trends about something called bars. There was a series of logos that had basically used uh, lines that were all basically the same weight, a little bit fatter, that mm-hmm. uh, were built out in kind of a rhythmic pattern. And mm-hmm. um, this year in the logos, even though we didn't, develop a uh, category for stripes 
they were just, it was endemic everywhere. It was ubiquitous everywhere we looked. Uh, it was just this idea of stripes. But in fact, this multicentric is basically stripes on the curve. You know, it's, mm -hmm. you know, we're still swinging stripes when we're doing something that's concentric like this. Mm -hmm. And um, especially this idea of many circles overlapping. So I suppose those are various entities that come together so that you can kind of sell this to the client as an idea of, you know, uh, it's this greater value that you bring together. Um, it's dropping a couple of pebbles into the water and watching their um, uh, rings kind of start to cross over each other mm -hmm. so that you see this kind of tapestry that's built between entities that work well together. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so but the idea of this multicentric, just uh, broadcasting out ideas that merge with other people's ideas. Yeah, that's great. And it looks like we can expect like this one kind of is showing, like you said, the lines, the concentric circles, or also it could be gradients, kind of a whole circle on top of another bigger whole circle with kind of a um, mm -hmm. overlapping yep, gradient exactly. like that. So, yeah, I like what yeah. you said about like it's a message being broadcasted. Like to me, I see yeah, totally. like what try to figure out what this is telling me about the company. And I think that would be, or the, like the, that K one where they're kind of like webbed together, kind of like we work together. Well, maybe it could be another way, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, I like, I like yeah. just dissecting these to see what, what specifically so they are. Is, is, as you're looking at these, um, I might bring up the fact that, uh, as you look at uh, Pentampolis mm -hmm. or, uh, that, uh, Chattalogia or the Nimith winery, uh, you'll notice that on all of those, that there actually are no circles in those logos. Right. That they They're are just implied. curved lines that swing. Mm -hmm. So, as, you know, so this is one of the things that kind of hit me is, you know, you, you look at it and somebody goes, you know, that, that logo that's built out of circles. Well, yeah. it's built out <laughs> a lot of curved lines. Yeah. And, a, and a curve ultimately is going to come back around to itself and make a circle. And your, your eyes finishing it. <laughs> idea. Yeah. You know, and so, and, and that's what we're good at as designers is giving enough information, but just enough information that you allow the consumer to kind of finish it off themselves and be intelligent enough that yeah. they, you know, so you don't have to give everything away when you design something. You can know, you, you, can you say that again them. really loud to all my clients? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I literally my, like the, that, that just, is like golden because it's like my last question is if the logo could say and do only one thing, what is it? Like just so you get at least some hierarchy of what they want. But I love with how you said that. It's like mm -hmm. it, it's true. And what I found too is the rest of like we were talking about MasterCard, you get the rest of the branding to really talk about that too. The logo just starts the conversation, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad like we are there's a lot more out here and these like what you do, Bill, and and all these things really I've I've used your your trends so many times when talking to the client the first few times, just to show them that like look how much goes into this. This is really what why we are different, like why we want, and, and particularly to all our listeners who are really trying to get better at this stuff, use this to your advantage because it's really clients want to hear that you are this in the industry, you know? That's so well said. And, you know, it, so, uh, and I, and I share this a lot on the uh, Linda courses we do, but it's, it's one of those things where we talk about the fact that when you're a designer and you can explain why you got there. Yes as opposed to what you did, 
then you increase your value amongst your peers. You increase your sure. value amongst those people that you're selling to because sure. they start to understand that level of depth in there and that there's a reason that I'm paying you to design this as opposed yes. to going to a crowdsource, you know, uh, somebody's going to put a couple of hours in tonight, you know, submitting something to me and they don't know me. They don't, you know, they have yeah. no idea what represents me and my voice and my personality. So, Amen. Right. Amen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Then it's just arbitrary concentric circles at that point. So yes, right. <laughs> no one wants that. No one pays for that. No, but Wes, it looks pretty. <laughs> I, hey, you know, <laughs> sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> okay, you cool. Guys so the next one. Time to time, start talking to me about uh, the symbolism that starts to enter our field, mm -hmm. and the fact that when we design an identity that um, uh, we have to base it off of what the public already has some sense of, some knowledge of. You know, it's the old thing about a cliche is a cliche because it works. Well, our objective is to take a cliche and introduce it in such a way that it's so fresh and vivid that you, you don't get a sense you've ever seen it before. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. so because we look at those symbols, and Wes, I cut into you because I knew you were getting ready to ask about the next one. Do you want to go ahead and say what it is? Ellipses. <laughs> Ellipses. <laughs> this is the first one that's kind of um, really graf grafting on to a specific symbol, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and exactly. Different, and different it's, ways to use yeah. it, really. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but it's funny because I'll let you describe it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you describe, Bill, what it is? Because it's, it's funny because it's, it's an ellipses, but it's also something else. So. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So is... Uh, I, I think most people know it is the three dots following each other that, dot, uh, dot, dot. and I'm going to talk to two different generations. If I'm talking to an older generation, it's what is referred to as ellipses or the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera marks, those three little dots at the end of a sentence when you got too tired of listing out all the stuff that you have to list out. Or yep. if uh, you're texting or communicating uh, digitally, it is those same three little dots that often vibrate or, you know, bounce uh, as you're waiting for another person to respond to you. Um, and uh, there's actually a couple of uh, technical names, either calling it a read receipt or a typing awareness indicator if you're within the <laughs> like industry. That one. Typing <laughs> awareness. The, the typing awareness indicator has been worked, pretty nicely worked into that. I, you know, but here's the deal. <laughs> it, you know, I, I started doing research on ellipses, and there are actually counselors in New York that uh, are writing articles about having seen people that are getting so worked up about. I was texting with somebody, and they started to respond to me, and 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 it either didn't come through, or they decided not oh to, to send gosh. it. And oh. I don't know if did they disagree with what I was saying. Oh my gosh! Why wow. why don't they feel? why don't they feel confident enough to go ahead and let me know what it was that, you know? And, yeah. and so these ellipses, think about what you do. If you're texting yeah. somebody, wow. those ellipses pop up, well, you sit there and you stop and you stare at those little bouncing ellipses until the conversation continues. Yep. Yeah. Well, what I like to do is that there's a gif of yeah. that. Yes. I like to send that uh -huh. sometimes. Uh -huh. and that makes someone <laughs> just keep that makes someone waste their battery. That's a riot. Yeah, they're like their screen's been on for forty minutes and their battery yeah. is down to zero because they're Wait, waiting for you. Are so the text awareness indicator is. <laughs> <laughs> but if so, that's here, awesome. Here's what Wes. it really tells the consumer, though, is this idea that there is a conversation that is in progress. 
and that this conversation isn't closed. Mm -hmm. It hasn't come to an end. It's not a monologue. It's a dialogue, you know, but it's, but it's also a hold your position on the floor kind of indicator as in, wait, there's something coming and it's important. Yeah. And if you take all of those elements, the way that we think about the ellipses, you can see how they've kind of worked into these marks. Um, now, here, here's the scary part about this is that, uh, you know, the ellipses was actually picked up initially by uh, BlackBerry. Uh, they were the first ones to use it. And then it was picked up a couple of years later as part of the uh, interface dialogue by Apple. How long is it going to be around? Yeah. I, is it going to go away? Does it get replaced by something else? Have you got a logo that, you know, people are looking at and they're going, I feel this has an expiration three date. dots mean? So maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unless it works into the lexicon enough to become something yep. that kind of has staying power. Well, like, um, but I don't know. I don't know if it has the most, like, I want Wes to finish that sentence. It has more staying power like what icon? Like what well, the point? Like I was gonna say the menu icon, which is it's getting yep. more more and more traction. Which People don't always know what it meant. The hamburger, the, which the one? menu lines, icon, the, the, the hamburger, hamburger icon. Yep. I was gonna say yeah. the location thing, the location pointer, yeah. the location the pin. Location yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, or you can go the wide. There's a handful, symbol, or you can. I mean, so here's the reason yeah. I wanted you to finish that thought was because as you really start thinking about a lot of the. Uh, symbols that we've, you know, uh, so many of them are crafted by the digital, digital community, yeah. you know, that, uh, you know, uh, and think of about the thousands that are out there that have been crafted by Google, for instance, in their group of uh, uh, icons to be used that nobody can even tell what they are. But the, the thing that I've got to think about is that you don't know the life expectancy on this. If you've got a logo and you've got the little Wi-Fi rainbow worked into it because it's this yeah. idea of connectivity, or if it's a cloud, what happens when the cloud is no longer the newest and best way to store information and the cloud mm -hmm. goes away? And it's, or it's and, tired. And that's, yeah. yeah, you know, or what happens when we come up with something that replaces Wi-Fi? You know, uh, what happens when we... So there are so many of these that have hmm. this... Uh, you don't know what the expiration date is on it. You know it's got mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. that, right. So you've really got to give yourself that extra consideration as to, don't know, is it going to be around? And that's where you, as a designer, have point. to kind of you know feel that out and see, like, is it strong enough? And is the client, I don't know. It's like, to me, this would be a little risky. I I, I mean, I look at discussion records, and obviously like, it, it works. I, I get that. Yep, absolutely. Um, I I think the answer on this is probably that uh, it almost goes back to our conversation about networks and how quickly they change their identities. I think that we're moving into a period of time where it's becoming more customary and acceptable for an yeah. identity to have yeah. a shorter lifespan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, and I, you know, I, what just dawned on me that you just said, Nick, was you, you were talking about how, you know, uh, perfect it is for that uh, discussion records. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's it on? What's it on? It's on a record. Exactly. So how 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 relevant was a record ten years ago? And and you know, yeah. and, but yeah. it's back now. That's the point. yeah. It's back. <laughs> disc so it's disc like is uh, bold to highlight disc. So, yep. You know, there's yep. a, there's a lot so, going on there. But yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, maybe it is has to do with the the revival of vinyl in a way. I don't know. Maybe so. Yeah. Could be. It's a way of well, blending the, two the, worlds. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I just had another thought too with these ellipses. It basically it may. Because when you look at that symbol, like when you see the dot, 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 it's all almost kind of like a indicates unresponsiveness. 
in a way. Yeah, I see the negative I, side. I don't that I don't know that it's it seems like it almost can have a negative connotation if you or like an ambivalence to it. So um, you, you're you're almost segueing into something that um, uh, we talked about at the How Design Conference, which is that if you go back to those uh, fades, you'll notice a couple of those in there that almost kind of remind you of that loading symbol. You know, the circle that's kind of going around, yeah. you know, kind of indicating something's loading. True. Which, by the way, I think is a miserable uh, icon to base a logo off of. Something that's making you wait. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, don't make me wait. You know, it's... Right. Uh, but, but that's our company identity. <laughs> it's, it's processing. So, as Need I was going to talk about yeah. that, I realized that I didn't know what that symbol was actually referred to. Are you guys any good on that? Do you know? I, I called it the loading symbol. You guys have any? I just have heard of the spinner of death. Yeah, that's yeah. All I've... The, the, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, spinner. I, I've called it. I'm sure that's spin. not what they would call it. It only it, means bad no. things are going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It is actually technically beach referred ball? to as a throbber. Now, oh, oh. it's a clean now, show, I, Bill. I know, and, and so there I'm goes our rating. Building, I'm building <laughs> my. I'm building my program for, uh, and I'm looking for visuals. And I type in throbber without even thinking about it because I was planning on, and Uh-oh. what I really wanted to do was get a bunch of them that were GIFs, so they were actually moving on one particular slide. So I put in throbber GIF, and unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately, I was oh by my myself gosh. in my office. Good, yeah. You know? But it was one of those things where I was going, no, that wasn't what I was looking for. But uh, <laughs> put, in, put in throbber sometime, and you'll find that, it, I mean, that is, in fact, what they call that little item. Wow. So, okay. And who knows how long that is going to stick around as far as, you know, something we base something off of. Yeah, hopefully not long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Robert's days are numbered. <laughs> uh, All right. Um, so, um, yeah. Next one is text boxes, right? Text boxes. Yeah. This one is, you, you really have to have the context, no pun intended, you know, to, to understand why. Uh, on this, and uh, we're finding these are being used more and more um, educational um, entities, um, uh, especially anything that is literary in orientation. But the idea is when you take a piece of text and you highlight it, let's say that you're in Word, and uh, you've indicated there, you know, okay, there's something special about this particular text. If you take a look at Bloomberg or Fast Company on their websites or any number of others, uh, there is a methodology that's now used for headlines, which is um, uh, basically your headline appears above a visual, but it lays a white text box back behind it that knocks out of the picture automatically. So you know exactly Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about now. And that is finding its way migrating into uh, identity now. It's this idea of, let me just, it's not just that we're, you know, so lacking of ideas that we've got to put a square around this word, you know, to to call it a logo, but it's this idea of actually highlighting that word and uh, associating it with this uh, literary component, um, this digital component of, this is important for you to know this. Okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. No, that's, just that's interesting, and it's a read I wouldn't have thought, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. If you look at Mozilla, you totally get why that box is there now. It's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love why. that. The case study I saw on that Mozilla re- rebrand was amazing, yep. and I just love mm-hmm. how they took the double backslash in there. I mean, it's just such a great idea. Yep. Yeah, it's clever, <coughs> for sure. Simple and, and says so much. 
Yeah. Yin and yang is that next symbol one uh, that we did. And there were kind of like three symbols. It mm-hmm. was between the ellipses, the uh, uh, that uh, text box, and uh, the yin and yang. And since the yin and yang goes back about thirty five hundred years, I you know it's got some staying power. But you, and again, mm-hmm. I don't pick these out. It's because designers are using them and. Uh, this year there was just an uncountable number of logos that, uh, basically people were falling into the yin yang, which is this idea of kind of taking two elements that are divergent that, um, are the opposite of each other and causing them to nest well together. Mm-hmm. And you think about businesses and companies and you're finding more and more situations where that's true. You know, it's yeah. this idea of, uh, bringing red and blue together, bringing hot and cold together, bringing, you know, bringing divergent thought into a single, you know, kind of calm entity. Yeah, I love the two little birds ones. I mean, I think that's a great example of a few trends all kind of put together, yep. right, mm-hmm. you know, which is nice. Yep. Got some yeah. line going on, got a lot of things going on there. I got to ask you, have you, I, I think a trend I've, I've started to see a lot, and that's a great example, is that off-white eggshell white being used instead of regular white so much to yep. invoke that and yeah it's or, almost like the uh, 70s almond has come it's, back it's, 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 it's authentic <laughs> and i've been noticing too like i don't use white or i don't use black anymore it's like you try to use an off-white and a like a char- dark charcoal and there's something about yeah. like the color just that color use i've been seeing a lot of people using in the background of logos I'm, I'm, I'm relatively convinced it was just because they did a screenshot in Illustrator and then parked it on a white background, and Illustrator only throws out that eggshell background. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, we, we actually were, um, I don't know that we covered it this year because mm-hmm. it was such a small kind of cluster yeah. that we didn't really count it, but uh, we talked about it somewhere. One of the things that is going on is you're seeing a lot of incredible subtlety of logos that are almost done in eggshell white. You know, it's like, really? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so incredibly subtle that you almost can't make it out. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of one in particular that had a lot of facets to it that were all these various shades of white, but it never got, you know, any deeper than like 10% uh, oh, wow. in the yeah. whole thing. So wow. just really subtle. I think it's just a way too, to... Like farmer's to, market vibe. With, with everything yeah. being so yeah. digital and like you totally. even said, everything being so RGB, like... When you're when you have to, if you were doing something for a hiking company or something that's supposedly much more nature and inspired, that little mm-hmm. touch of using that can change the look of a logo completely and be more authentic on all of our digital devices. So by doing that, I think that's just a nice way of seeing, you know, bringing that it part brings in. It, you know, it, it makes it a little bit more human. It makes it a little bit more nature. It brings, you know, yeah, authentic. It knocks it yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, think, think, yeah. think for a second about color. I mean, we've, we've been talking about, um, you know, RGB and CMYK and the likes, but, and, and this is going to seem like a no brainer to people, but it's one of those things that they don't really think about, which is that, uh, you know, when, when things were printed CMYK, it requires that there be a light on in the room that comes down and it shines on whatever that element is and that that bounces light back. bounces back yeah. up to the retinas of your eye. Okay, so by the time it gets to you, uh, you're never going to have intense color, you know, um, in there. Uh, but what does happen is with RGB, we're actually driving light on a daily basis at the eyes of, you know, our kids and us. And, you know, so we're growing more in tuned and accustomed to seeing this level of vibrancy in something that can't be recreated in CMYK. Yeah. 
And that is an expectation of consumers is that, you know, well, it, it, it kind of loses something, you know, in print where, you know, this light being driven directly at their retina really changes the way that we process color now yeah. as designers and as consumers. And you so. got, you got to take that into consideration when you're just, you're working on such a digital platform with a client and the end result is printed. They're always going to be like, whoa, what happened here? This doesn't look mm -hmm. so get, setting them up with that expectation is something you got to, you got to keep in mind because you're right. It's like, they think it's so vivid and everything because all they're doing is seeing it on their amazing iPad as they check the proof. <laughs> you I'm, know? Posit I'm positive that Michaela's <laughs> clients have at one point or another gone, you know, when you sent me that file, it's different colors on my screen. When when I was over at your place and looked at it on your screen, <laughs> it was all different. You're going, no, it was the same file. Different uh -huh. screens reproduce that color differently. You know, it's one of those. Uh, and and it's really difficult to explain that because that's all industry yeah. speak still. And it's so like, they're yeah. still yeah. they're still really trying to hang with you with the conversation, but you know, in the background, they're going, "What the hell is she talking you, about?" You just got it. I'm not in my head, but I don't get it. And the uh, screen resolution. Yeah. Yeah. yeah screen, screen resolution. resolution. Oh, how many clients have I had where it's like this logo? This it just doesn't look crisp. And you're like, I'm like, well, it's, it's a vector, so it's yeah. Or um, sure maybe that is. twenty year old uh, IBM monitor <laughs> that you're yeah. using needs a little refresh. Yeah, yeah all that. Well, we we've, we've right. got to be good designers and realize yeah. that the public deals with that. So you know, it's part exactly. of the deal. Sure. Well, Bill, I okay, think this Michaela, next one is your okay, best so your best name ever. This next one is your I best was, name. Yes. I was going to say, because she's she's fond of the naming. Uh, this, <laughs> it's awesome. Pasta Benz, are you kidding? Pasta Benz. I want to yeah, yeah. call it that. That's, that's like my new restaurant. Love Never. It. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Welcome to Pasta Benz. between fine dining and yoga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bill, I'm going to do a logo for you and send it to you. That's a personal. Love I love it. Got to see The it. pasta yoga place. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we've, we've been over the last several years looking at these uh, shapes that have been generated uh, digitally, three-dimensionally, that um, uh, apparently are made out of paper-thin film or have absolutely no structure whatsoever. They're just, you know, entirely up, built within, you know, this micro-thin plane. Yeah. Well, Somebody kind of basically said, you know, let's take that, except let's actually give some dimensionality to these. And so you actually start to see some level of substance there, kind of like you're going, okay, well, this could actually print on a 3D printer. You know, uh, this is something that could actually exist if we did. It, it'd make a nice uh, kind of stress reliever that you could hand out at conventions to people. They could squeeze it. <laughs> I. I love the fact that these look like you could actually kind of spin them around and see all dimensions of it without the back being all taped together, kind of like it was a prop for a movie that couldn't be used. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it's fully there. And let's be honest. Consumers are suckers for dimensionality. They really are. Yeah, and totally. I, I am. You know, it's, we tend to look at things and we go, God, you know, I, I love that kind of ping or that highlight on it or something like that, mm -hmm. which I may hate on the UPS logo. But that little bit of dimensionality mm -hmm. that, that they that they buy into, yeah. And sure. you know, so uh, why not go ahead and push this and try and make it look like it actually could exist? Yeah, yeah. And this wine love logo here may be my uh, favorite on the whole list. <laughs> I kind of like yeah, that one. I gotta tell you, that one keeps throwing me off. I keep I, yeah. 
It's not quite a heart, is that what <laughs> okay. you're saying? That's <laughs> no, I'm kind of seeing a breast. Um, oh, and yeah, so it, it well, now you mention it for me, and something, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, so I, I yeah. you know, but but it, it you know, it, to it's me, they, they all feel like oh. well, it's all what you bring to it, Bill. You know, I'm sorry, Wes. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I just kind of kept looking at that and going, you know, something. That's one of those things where you design that logo, and you know, you, you can never totally win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they all have and a. So yeah. They yeah, I yeah. love that logo. It looks just like a tombstone, or it looks just like a toilet lid, or you know, and it just <laughs> ah, totally wipes out that identity forever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. You never go with it. That's true. <laughs> Interesting. All right. So, so why don't we pick a couple of your favorites now that you can talk talk sure. about? Um, kind of the that you feel the strongest about, and uh. Yeah. I think we still got five left. So yeah, I don't. I don't think that we have to go into uh, all these. I'm, I'm anxious for people to actually go online, and if they uh, go to logolounge.com and hit the trends section, there are actually an additional six trends that will PDF you um, mm. that uh, we came up, which are kind of also rands from this year, and we're glad to provide those to people. Nice. Um, you know, um, microlines is one of those that really kind of caught me off guard. And uh, as we look at it, we realize that it goes against every rule that we've ever learned about oh, yeah. um, Scale. scalability of identities. Yeah. Uh, you, you certainly can't scale this from a perspective of uh, the, these are logos that are made out of incredibly fine lines and lots mm -hmm. of them that uh, help define that level of dimensionality, whether it's curves or straight lines or planes. And when you start to look at these, you realize that when they start to scale down and you would assume that they would go bad, they really go good because what's happening is it's almost like a halftone. Um, those lines mm. become a halftone in a way uh, like of that element. Yeah. Exactly. It goes more solid. Yep. It starts to okay. solid up, but you get that, uh, that flow of the gradation that kind of occurs in there. And uh, it still gives that mm. little bit of homage back to the, uh, the model line trend in some way. But thank God we're kind of moving away from it, you know, yeah. uh, at least on that. Um, what what benefit comes out that, of this for you? What, what, do these, what, do, what do these do for you when you see these? I'm curious. What do they say? Yeah, you know, um, well, I, I think part of it is this idea of, again, many working together as one. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, it shows a network oftentimes of, you know, a, it, it shows this kind of fabric aspect of, you know, these things weave together to give you greater strength uh, in some way. It also starts to play out this level of dimensionality that shows, um, uh, if you will, generations of outcome. Yeah. So it's kind of like here's first generation, second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, uh, multiplicity uh, of an idea, duplication. So, you know, as designers, we, we sit there with that design brief after we've met with the client and done the discovery, and we're, we're trying to figure out what can we craft that is going to reference what they do. It's going to reference their personality. It's going to be that signature for them. Yeah. And, you know, we, we look at things like, well, you know, uh, they take things to new generations. They take things, you know, and it's all of these words that we start to bring back and we go, how can we visually translate that so that this becomes a story that that client can share with their consumers so that it's now embedded into them? Oh, this is what that company does. Um, you know, if you took a, 
uh, look at the Paul Howell design in there for the uh, Chimera screens. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have ever worked in a TV studio, you'll notice that they'll they'll have a studio light in there, and they will uh, they have different screens that they park in front of that light that are basically they look like a fabric mesh except they're a screen. Yeah, and uh, they will have different colored outlines around the edge of the screen, and those different colors mean this will knock the light back by ten percent, or this will knock it back by twenty five percent, and they pair them together and put them over the light. That's what this company makes. Interesting. Okay. And when you, so when you look at that, you know, S in there and you see that the light that's driving through that gets cut down by half where the elements of the S layer over each other, then the people that buy that product that understand that you've just been able to tell the story about here's what we do with light. So what you know what a, what a perfect way to do it and it models it in dimension yeah. and this is modeled cool. in dimension. So okay. you know I mean that's really well done actually. When there's you, your story. When you consider that, what they do. Yeah. yeah. So no doubt smart smart guys. Um, no doubt. You know something that's in here cool. that uh, you start to see in some of the doubles with the line weight, but that we also cover in those additional trends is that lines are starting to put on a little bit of weight. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> They're bulking up, man. <laughs> We're bulking up, man. You turn it sideways and you can still see it now. Um, you know, but it's, it's one of those situations where the, uh, you know, uh, the seventies, the eighties, uh, uh, even take a look at the stuff that Aaron Draplin does uh, using the fatty lines. Um, we're not going that far, but there's an influence. But what we're doing is we're starting to put on enough weight that it doesn't require as much negative space. So okay, you're, cutting yeah. your, cutting your number of lines down by about half. Yeah. We're being more succinct in what we're having that line tell you story-wise. Um, you know, it's not about filling the space with lines. It's about letting each line be part of that story. And uh, so that fattening up means that it also reads bell- well and scales better for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, which, is, which I feel is quite a challenge. And I, I like that it's right with the thinner lines, you can use more to fill with the fatter ones. Mm-hmm. You can use less to make a mark. This is right in between. And you've got to be really creative. I know that radio one made, oh, I, I saw that everywhere when that came out yep. and yet it's yep. so simple, but it is I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of those. Yeah. Um, okay. Any of them left in there that uh, you've got questions about, guys? What about color split? I- I'm a little yeah. Like yeah. when I see the one for uh, Javier down at the bottom there, like yep. when I see those two yep. colors meet so abruptly and have a bit of. Wait, let me find it. Let me find oh, it. Sorry. Oh, I see it. Okay, <laughs> got it. Got it. Well, <laughs> I love how it looks on the Simone. Uh, the uh, where is it? Yep. I, I got to tell you, I had, I'm, I'm glad it's for, and you're having a challenge with it too. I called it ceremony. I tried to say that and memorize that on my Linda video and didn't do very well. I'm butchering it, but you know, here's, uh, here's the grandpa of these, uh, go to what the Google, um, uh, Favicon looks like right now. The go- oh yes, the, the G, G where everything's touching each other. Oh edge. yes, mm, okay. Yep. Okay. So that we've got the red, yellow, yep. green, and blue quartering yes. into that okay. uh, letter G. Yep. And it, it. I mean, that starts to inform you where some of this may have come from. So sure. Here's the deal: if you're drawing a monoline, if you're drawing a line, uh, typically that line is helping to describe something by its shape. 
But when you come down to looking at the surface of that line, you are in the last vestige of real estate available to you to do anything with. Because yeah. how thick is a line? Not very thick. And that's part of the reason the lines are starting to thicken up a little bit. But in these, I think that they're trying to tell a story by saying, okay, we're going to tell you one story by our form, but we're going to tell you a second story by dealing with our surface. Nice. And in, in this particular case, that one that you were talking about, that Javier, as it turns out, that's actually a monogram for an a, uh, individual whose uh, initials are EM. You know, so I can see that, you, yep. It, but, but, you know, it's almost more... Kayla, Michaela of a, of a, of a Sigma or something, you know, because the M's kind of been turned on its side. So I'm kind of going, yeah, I'm no, not, it I'm is not, well, I'm not giving it credit points for that. You kind of have to it. blur your eyes a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Stand back. Yeah. Well, U exactly. Uber yeah. turned its U to a C. So I guess, yeah. You know, yeah. Javier yeah. can turn his M. Inexplicably. Javier can turn his M. Go nice. for it, Javier. But again, the last vestige of what you can do on the surface of something. That, that, yeah. <laughs> Right. That one that is in there for uh, the Caddy Museums, that uh, the letter M, that's starting to really move away from this trend. But it, it was one of those in there that it was kind of like, you know, let's talk about that for just a minute because they've also introduced halftone, yeah. uh, you know, mm -hmm. imagery into mm -hmm. the the line. So you got to get really uber fat. But yeah, yeah. But I think you're right. Probably that 365 or the EM monogram uh, are the ones that really kind of tell this story on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah. Very nice. And your your Google example is super depictive of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Absolutely. And, People can't picture that. And by yeah. the way, talking about logos that change on a weekly basis, and I'm not talking about the Google <laughs> Mastiff. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about the Google Favicon, which I think we've yeah. had at least six over the last five years. Yeah, it's um, nuts. You know, who who knows how long the current one's going to last? I know. Right. 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 It stays there numbered. If somebody's yes. listening but, um, to your podcast in the future, yeah. Wes, we, we want to make sure that <laughs> yeah. they know that this is what uh, 2017 well, version yeah. we're talking about. Designers about of the future I'll put it in the show up. notes. <laughs> exactly. We'll see what we used to, what we used to have to deal with back in 2017, Google. <laughs> but um, <laughs> back when there was right, a place well, thank... called Google. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Bill, this has been very enlightening once again. We love it when these, yeah, I uh, love these. trend reports come out. As old as it feels to you. <laughs> We're no, seeing it for the first all time. New. It's so. all new. Yeah. Cool. So where can people find you online, Bill? They can find, uh, well, they can find Logo Lounge at logolounge.com. They can uh, take a look at what uh, really is my life's work. <laughs> they go, yeah. Have them go to gardnerdesign.com. And when I say my life's work, what I'm really talking about is we've got an incredible group of designers here and we do nothing but branding work and uh, uh, take a look at that because we have some great clients and do some really amazing stuff. Very cool. Nice. Very cool. And yeah, so go, everyone go to logolounge.com too and get that trend report and sign up for the yeah, the six There's an extra additional six, trends, right? Six additional trends in there that yeah. uh, you can walk off at no cost. All right. Sounds good. Well, since we've gone over, I think we're going to skip the listener question today. Um, but well, here, let me we'll do it. Next the, answer, the answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. For there whatever you question you're wondering, it's Bill says yes. So. <laughs> right, cool. or, or six. Thanks again. <laughs> or six. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks so much, Bill. It was it's been great having you on again, and we can't what wait to pleasure, do it again Bill. next year. Thanks again, man. Continue good. the tradition. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye all. With that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast.